0: Should you really create another lead magnet? And if so, what kind is going to be worth your time? (laughs) I kind of rhymed. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Now, let's get to it. What is up, my inbox besties? Besties, Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And as always, I am super excited to be in your ear holes today. And if you want even more help when it comes to creating a lead magnet, an opt in gift, and an ethical bribe if you're nasty and usually an older cis white male, oh, God, so gross, then make sure you head on over to katedoster.com forward slash freebies where you're actually going to get my freebies that serve and sell mini course, completely free. It is a video course to help you actually create a freebie that not only people want, but that propels your business forward. So this episode is actually inspired by a couple of questions that I've been getting recently inside of my program, Love Your List, because I do weekly Q and A's where I like to answer everyone's questions. Sometimes we have to break it up into two Q and A's because there's a lot of copy and stuff to review, which I don't think the listies mind. I try to let people know like, yep, we're gonna need a part two. <laughs> and also a coaching call that I recently had. And it's a matter of a couple of different questions. One is how many like freebies or leading magnets should you have, which is an obvious one. And another one is when should you create a new one? And so I want to address those questions in this episode. And I also want to address kind of when not to create a freebie. And we're going to actually discuss that right now. And As a reminder opt-in gift, freebie, lead magnet. I'm going to interchange all of that language in here. They all mean the same thing. It is something free that people can only get from you if they give you their email address. So again, this could be a coupon code. This could be a mini course. This could be an answer to a quiz. It could be a myriad of things, right? So I just wanted to, to let that out. So when should you not Create a freebie, right? And then we'll talk about the times where it's like painfully obvious. And then we're going to talk about like that gray area. Do not create a new freebie just because you have a piece of content that goes viral. So this one is particularly for my people who identify as a blogger. Usually their mode of money making tends to be traffic, you know, per click, per views, a lot of ads on your website. Do not create unopt in a lead magnet for a piece of content that goes viral unless you actually like the content. So we actually have had a listy in the past, a couple of them that were in the crafting niche, that they had just pulled together some resources for like free patterns and it like blew up. Like everyone loved it. But like she didn't care about the cricket, which was one of the utensils that use in it. And she had no desire to talk about it. And it was just like a sort of a passing thing, a blog post on a whim. And literally everyone was telling her like, oh, you need to create a lead magnet for it. create a lead magnet from it. And I was literally the only person that was like, absolutely not. And then later on she became a listie, and she's like, I'm so glad. And that's because the first rule of email marketing is being on your list is a privilege. So why would you allow people on your list who are only interested in something you hate talking about? emailing your list should not only be the most profitable time of the week, which is the motto of love your list, but honestly, the most fun that you have. You want them to literally be your inbox besties, besties. Like I know y'all aren't necessarily as excited about like email marketing and sales psychology and mindset as much as I am. And I get it, right? Like it happens. It's true. But you want to at least talk to people that have a faint interest in it. So don't allow people on there for topics that you never wanna cover again, or you feel resentful for covering, okay? So number one, do not create a freebie just because a piece of content goes viral. Now, if you have had a piece of content go viral, maybe it's ranking really well on SEO, maybe it is exploding on your YouTube channel, right? All of that sort of greatness, right? Then if it is a topic that you like, if it is attracting people that you would love to talk to more, then by all means, go ahead and create a freebie that I would say is either a next step based off of that viral piece of content or something that makes it easier. I cannot tell you how much I have stress for people done for you stuff works so well. So I don't want you thinking like, oh my goodness, like I need to create this elaborate, like, you know, course with videos and handouts and all this for sort of stuff like Kate's freebie course that she has for free. No, you don't. You can create a challenge if you want. You can create a mini course, it doesn't need videos. It can just be email based. Or you can create a PDF that answers a simple problem but does it very, very well. Or that gives them more info. So maybe you have something that goes off like the 10 best of something and it turns out that you know that there's actually five more that are truly even better, that are insider secrets. So you can go ahead and, and do something off of that if you wanted to. So. That's the only time that you can create a new freebie based on a piece of viral content. And I'm going to actually put my foot down here as well. I would love it if that is a viral piece of content that you are creating a freebie after that you must have some desire or already sell a product or service that's going to relate to that topic. Now that comes down to creating what I call conversion style content in the first place where it's like, I'm not gonna create a piece of content completely out of left field unless in the back of my mind, I have a, how can I make money off of this in the back end? And it's not even like from a place of greed or like I need money or people are dollar signs. It's again, why am I going to gather around people around a topic that I have no desire to help them more with? And we know that when it comes to actually taking action, when people put in the cash, say for expensive art classes, they are more willing to do the art than if they're just watching Bob Ross videos on YouTube. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I love me some some happy little clouds and trees, but cash makes people more motivated. Okay. So that that's my piece on that. Now I want to talk about The absolute times. So I know that we had already talked about our conversion style content, which always leads to something paid that we have. It's always something that we want to be known for that's attracting our people. The next time that is just like an ultimate, like, yeah, you should definitely create a new lead magnet is if you now have a new paid product, a new service that you're offering, and you don't necessarily have a freebie that aligns with it. So for example, I am currently mulling over and possibly creating something for running free list building bundles because your girl's finally almost done with the revamp of collaboration cash in where I teach people how to explode their email list and ultimately their bottom lines by hosting their own free bundles because they're way easier than summits no offense Krista. <laughs> Krista teaches summit in a box which I've said this a million times truly if I did not have that course and I'll put a link to it if you are not in running a summit like I don't I don't even know how I would have done it without it. <laughs> it was still a boatload of work. Free bundles are way easier to run, way easier to run in my opinion than that. Granted, with following Chris's method, you can make a crap ton of cash off of a summit, but for the amount of effort that you put into a free bundle, you'd be surprised at how much money you can make. So because we are now going to have this fully fledged out course, collaboration cash needs a content profit pathway, so I need to make sure that not only am I talking about the course, am I talking about free bundles more, but that I create something for you guys as a jumping off point. So in times past, I've had a Trello board that sort of breaks it down. So I'm trying to see, you know, do I want to take that Trello board a little bit further and create some programs around it? Do I want to create a little challenge? So there's so many things that I can do to help get people who I know are interested in free bundles and give them this done-for-you process of collaboration cash-in. So it makes a lot of sense for me and my audience for me to create more free-to-everybody content, podcasts, all this sort of stuff, but to have a next step of a lead magnet to get them there. So again, when you've got a new product, a new paid service definitely makes a lot of sense. Now, if you are a service provider, like I know we've got a lot of health and wellness coaches that come and hang out with us and you tackle sort of different facets, then perhaps it would make sense instead of just having one signature freebie to have a couple of them. So say that you help people with like meal plans and nutrition, but you also help them with some form of movement. Well, it makes a lot of sense for you to have a more eating-based freebie, however you want that to be, and a more movement-based freebie. And potentially if one of your secret sauce items is a mindset thing, then maybe a mindset style freebie. Okay. And what's going to be really interesting about that is to see which one your audience responds to. Now I myself, because I know that you all are going to ask this as of the time of recording this, I want to say we've got three freebies in around I would say that the signature one is technically two years worth of email ideas. You guys have heard that one a lot, but I really do like to talk about how to email so good. They look the screen webinar, but I know that a webinar It's definitely for a more serious person. So I'll get a lot more people downloading a PDF than I will actually coming to a recorded training. So we've got that one. And then we have my freebies that serve and sell. We used to have one for Trello Magic, but because I had to redo parts of that course, I ended up taking that down. So that's another thing on Kate's list. She needs to, if she's gonna go forward with having Trello Magic, then she needs to have this. That's also another time, and I don't think enough people talk about this, but when to retire a freebie. And this actually kind of comes into our next section. So it works out really well as a transition. And that is when do you get rid of a freebie? When do you retire one? The obvious one is if you are no longer want to be known for a topic, if you are no longer selling the course or program that it belonged to, I would personally get rid of it. Now, If you have created some type of five-day challenge, and this is just like spitballing here, and it's still getting like so many signups and it's ridiculous, but you no longer sell the course at the end of it, you're not going to, you've got no desire to do any of that sort of stuff again. In theory, technically you could still have that challenge and lease it more so with affiliate offers and push people towards different things to make money that way, but I don't think ethically that it's fair if that challenge is so narrowed down and you don't have any paid product that covers that I don't think that it's right to kind of lead these people on with this challenge so like I could have a productivity challenge right but like if I say if I wanted to do that as the way to get people into Trello magic but now I decided to retire Trello magic I'm going to retire that unless I feel like there's some way that I can repurpose it by talking about different apps or other programs I potentially bought. But if I'm never really going to talk about productivity, then it's not really fair to add people to my email list who are looking for that more productivity spin. So that's something that I want you to think about, right? I know that you put a lot of time and effort into something. So, you know, just, just sort of keep that in mind. Now, what is the next part where it's like, should you retire a freebie. And what retiring a freebie would mean would be like taking out its landing pages. The landing page URLs, hopefully you're using something like pretty links, um, something that redirects even like a bitly. So that way you can put like, Oh, this is no longer available, but we've got this, this, and this. And that's what I did. I mean, I've had so many freebies that I've retired over the years. Um, I had had at one point a membership site, which you guys <laughs> may or not remember, depending how old school you were. Um, I had like a membership site, so we had like a free version, which was the vault. So like, that's been retired. If people had tried to get to that, it's like, oh, I've got this, this, and this. I had a Trello board that was a whole bunch of Facebook groups and their promo days that got retired because it was something I wasn't not willing to update a lot. And because I had stopped hanging out in Facebook groups besides my own, it, it didn't make any sense, right? Like, yeah, it kind of worked for list building and it kind of worked for Trello magic, but like not really. So like that one got retired Uh, My very first one was just like about magical words to uh, catapult your profit. Um, I wish I could remember it's full subtitle. I know I have it around here somewhere. So I just want to let you all know, like I've definitely, definitely had a lot of freebies. I've had a lot of different live webinars and trainings and like live challenges. And I don't really count anything that you're doing live necessarily as a lead magnet. This is sort of like your evergreen. You constantly have these sort of lead magnets. So there've been A lot of them. Another thing that you might want to consider when it comes to retiring current freebies and notice how we haven't gotten to this freebie sex yet, but retiring current freebies is if you feel like they are embarrassing at this point, like if you are so far beyond it, if your modality has changed, if your branding has changed, if you now believe different things and you're just like, oh, it's super cringy and it's not something that you want to go and necessarily like re-record or redo, then I would consider it. Because if you don't feel like it's putting your best foot forward or you just don't believe in that anymore, or you just don't teach that thing. And that's why I always say, and I know that I can't always get my listies to do this, but I say twice a year to look at those welcome series, to sort of look at your freebies, definitely your analytics and see, see what's going on. The freebie that is getting the most attention is the one that you need to make sure that that either funnel or that welcome series is dialed in. And it is working, right? And it sounds like you now. Because you six months ago does not sound like you now. Like, the goals that I have in business, they may or might not be the same. But I can tell you, like, my personal goals look way different. Like, if you had told me this time last year that I would be signing up for a powerlifting meet, like, for 2023. Because, you know, that's what people do the year they turn 39. I would say that you're crazy. But now I'm, like, all about that life. <laughs> I my death You guys know when you follow me on Instagram, Kate underscore Doster. So you can change. Now let's get into the nitty gritty here. So we've already talked about, I think that every product that you have or service should definitely have its own freebie that leads people to it. If you are a service-based business owner and you have something that is sold or multifaceted, I think that you can have a couple, probably two or three. Again, I don't want you creating more freebies all the time, y'all. Just like, yes, that probably makes sense. If you handle nutrition movement, have one nutrition and movement. Okay. Now, if you've got nothing for sale, what are you going to do, right? If you've got nothing for sale, but you want to be known for something, you're going to create a freebie around that. Because in the future, you probably want to offer some type of product, service, digital download that pertains to that. So go ahead and do it. That is perfectly okay. So now the fun part. How do we know if... A lead magnet sucks or something else is going wrong. So the first thing, and you're not going to like the answer to this, because I know that we always want to create new freebies because we're creators. That's what entrepreneurs do. We always thrive to be better, to make, to do, to produce. That is who we are. That is who we're born to be. Yeah, we like consuming stuff. I mean, you're listening to this podcast right now, but we're creators. That's what we do. We create. Okay. But all of our products are taken care of. So how do we know if a freebie stinks or not? The first thing that you need to do is take a God's honest look at the traffic. Okay. The landing page, which you should all have. If you guys want to have an episode about landing pages, maybe we'll sneak one in next month or in April. Let me know. Kate underscore Doster. We'll talk about it. Because we've got some more general businessy ones coming up as well and some amazing interviews. So, how many people are getting to a landing page? Not specifically blog post. And this is where some of my content creators who identify as bloggers I think are sort of missing the mark a little bit, or they feel like their numbers are skewed in the way that your freebie sucks. People who sign up on actual blog posts, it's like you are extremely lucky if you can get like one percent of people to sign up from a blog post for a freebie. I know now it sounds like an absolute waste. You're like Kate, hey, you just talked about like creating this pathway and conversion style content and all this sort of stuff, especially if you have ads on your website. How do you expect your little opt-in form to stick out if you have got 80 ads, there's movement, there's video ones, there's sliding, there's the bar at the bottom. And I'm all. if you want to go get your bag, get your bag. But you need to know that your prime objective on that piece of content was to make the eyeball money and not to grow your email list. If you want to grow your email list, you're going to have to take away some of the ads. But that's your choice. Personally, no ads. But that's just the way that I roll, right? Because that's not the way that I want to choose to make money. So you need to realize that. So you might be thinking, you know, I've got this blog post and it's getting a decent amount of traffic and that's whatever you consider decent. I mean, my traffic, I won't say it's abysmal, but compared to some of my students, it's abysmal. But again, I make a crap ton of cash. So that's proving your audience does not need to be large. It just needs to be the right people. Anywho. So you can't look at your freebies performance just based on Well, 10,000 people are going to this blog post, but I'm only getting like 100 people signing up. Where else are you talking about that particular freebie? Is it the freebie that you have as a banner? Is it the freebie that you have at the very beginning of your homepage? Do you have a slide up of it? And do not implement all of these, like the slide up and the bar. I mean, it could be the first one on the homepage, but do you have a pop-up delay that you're talking about it? Is it competing with the ads? okay? If the only place you're talking about this thing is in that one blog post and your conversion number, people who see your opt-in form versus people that opt-in, is super duperly low, do you have a landing page for it? Now, when somebody is going to a landing page, the only thing on there is about this free item that you're trying to give to people. And if you have gotten 1,000, 5,000 people which I know some of you just had a slight heart attack when I said 5,000. But if you've gotten 1,000 people to this landing page and only two people showed up, yeah, probably right. Something about your freebie did not necessarily hit the mark. It could be the name is boring. It could be the promise or the unique aspect about it is boring. It could be that people claim that they care about it. And this is the toughest one. They claim that they care about, say, safety in hotel rooms when you're traveling as a female. But truly... They just want to know how to save money when traveling, right? So sometimes you just have to know your audience, but you cannot make a decision based on less than a thousand people seeing a page. So then you need to spend all of your time and effort getting at least a thousand people to that page. You need to be talking about it on your social media networks that you've got. You need to be posting about it in promotional threads if that's a method that you're doing. You need to ask people to do freebie swaps and talk about it on their landing page. It is your job to get it in front of people's eyeballs. So that way you can make the decision. Is this a topic that people just aren't interested in? And sometimes what you'll find when you're like, yeah, you know, I've gotten landing page specific, everybody, not necessarily blog posts, landing page specific. I've gotten so many people to this landing page and I feel like I just wasted my time. You didn't because you were testing out a theory if this worked or not. Plus that freebie that you've created, you can 100% repurpose it in a different way. So maybe it wasn't something that somebody cared enough about to give their email address to, but maybe it would make a really great bonus for a course. Maybe it would be like a free gift that you give people, say in your welcome series, that you wanna like just surprise them with to build some goodwill. Maybe, and we've had some listeners do this where they've actually turned the content of their PDF into a blog post and the blog post does really well. Okay. We're not always going to guess it right, but you can't say that a freebie sucks if not enough people have seen it. And I think that's where a lot of people we're gonna put the tough love tend to give up too early. Okay? They just tend to give up too early. So how do you know what to create this freebie around so that way you have the best chances of this working out because you don't want to waste your time? We've got episodes that we have chatted about this, but I've always defaulted back to the Sir Mix-a-Lot principle. I think that people focus a lot on the format. Should it be a quiz? Should it be a challenge? Should it be a mini course? Should it be a PDF? Should it be an audio course? Should it be a printable? Like, should it be a, a resource library? I don't want you thinking of the thing. I want you thinking of the yeah, but that it crushes. That is what we're focusing on. And when you pick that yeah, but the modality is going to make the most sense for how you want it to be delivered. Okay. So if it's, yeah, but I've got no time, right? But you're doing a productivity course. What else besides not having any time? Yeah, but I've got a family. So maybe it is the four day productive mom ramp up challenge. Learn how to turn the three minutes you have on the toilet into 15 minutes worth of work or something of that nature. Again, it would have that tagline. Okay. Okay and you want to do it little bite-sized lessons. It makes sense for her. She gets to see you repeatedly. It's great, okay? If you're helping somebody with budgeting, it could be a budget calculator, it could be a spreadsheet, or you could flip the script and literally have it be, sign up to get my word for word script to get your cable bill cut in half. No offense, but which one do you want? The budgeting worksheet spreadsheet, which people have probably seen a lot of, no offense, or the exact words to say to get a bill down. Now, I realize that if your audience is millennials, they'd rather like crawl through broken glass than actually talk on the telephone. But if you even told them that it was something they could put into like a computer chat, they would do it. And they would love the email address for it. So I hope that this helps shed a little bit of light. I do just want to kind of do a quick recap on this. Because again, I know it's a big, broad topic, but it's just a lot of questions that I've been sort of getting lately. So When do you create a new freebie? When you have a new product or service and you have no freebie that is actually attached to it that you can talk about to actually gauge if your audience is excited, okay? You're gonna retire a freebie when it's no longer about a vertical that you talk about or it's the people that you just don't wanna hang out with, okay, and people you just don't wanna hang out with is the same thing for if something goes viral, do you have to create a freebie for it? Absolutely not. Because why am I gonna have a list full of vegans when I sell organic beef? It makes no sense. I've got nothing to talk to them about and I'm not going to change who I am. Now, how do we know if our freebie is a stinker or not? First and foremost, we have to spend at least a month or more getting people to a landing page, not just necessarily an opt-in form. Yes, when you have it in a blog post and other pieces of content where it makes sense, you can definitely tweak headlines after a week or two. You can switch your button, copy, maybe switch the background, making sure it's standing out maybe cut off a little bit of all the ads that you have going on if you have ads on your site to see if those things help. But you really have to work on that people problem. And if you want to make some subtle changes to your landing page as well, once you start noticing an uptick in traffic, so maybe your headline is just obvious where it's like, eat what you want for five days, maybe that's not working. Maybe it is melting belly fat, that's gonna work, right? So you can test a piece of copy at a time on that landing page, okay? How many freebies do you get? As many as you need. But, but you have to spend at least 30 days marketing ones you've got. You cannot create a brand new freebie all of the time because it takes time and effort and bandwidth. And honestly, if y'all know the theme of this year, it's kind of easier, it's kind of less scary. To spend time in Canva or to spend time with Camtasia 2 recording a video than it does to actually spend time marketing a freebie that I already have. Because there's a little bit more rejection. And then what if I never end up publishing the freebie? There's just sort of that wasted time. And I guarantee you, if you've made it, if we've been hanging out, it's a great freebie and it deserves a chance for you to sing its praises all of the time. All of the time. So I hope that this sort of helps sort of narrow it down. When you're like, oh, where should I focus? Should I have a new one? Should I not have a new one? What's kind of going on? If you have any more questions, of course, you can always drop me an Instagram DM. Sometimes people get lost in my other folder because I still can't figure out how to get to it without like going to a laptop and like Facebook and like there's like eight layers. So I apologize if I do not get back to you, but if you have any questions that you wanna have, I definitely wanna have another Q&A on the podcast or if you need to have a bigger episode like this one that got sparked by the listies, I would absolutely love to chat about it with you again about general business, mindset, sales, psychology and I'll see y'all next week. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now.